Hope's Harbor, a gritty Bible devotion with David Bradley. This is David Bradley. I'm recording this episode based on my experience with suicidal depression, and it is titled accordingly, Depression. The key verse is Proverbs 12.25. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. In this verse, anxiety comes from either one of or all of these. Fear, heaviness, sorrow, and from taking too much thought about circumstances or experiences. In 2 Corinthians 1.8, we read, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. Now, in this verse, despair came from pressure beyond measure upon Paul and his companions. They were at an utter loss of how to escape the pressure coming against them. This led to despair or despondency, which led them to question if they would survive. And depression will do this to us, and if left unchecked, may lead to considering suicide as the only way out. Now, first thing to tell you is, I'm not a therapist, counselor, or trained professionally to treat depression. If you're going through depression to the point you think about ending your life, then call for help. Get professional intervention, even if it means to call 911 right now. And there are also suicide hotlines staffed by people trained to find help for you, and they understand having been through similar circumstances with suicidal depression. Now, the most important thing to do about suicidal thinking is to put off any plans you have to end your life and then talk to someone asking for their help. Don't be shy or embarrassed to tell someone, like your doctor, your friends, to tell someone what you're considering concerning the ending of your life. My experience with despair came about because I gave too much thought about a culmination of circumstances and I was overcome with the effects of a violent childhood, combined with a series of disappointments with God, over a two-year period. This happened in 1985 when I was 30 years old. And once depression set in, it didn't take long before I sought relief by planning my suicide. On a side note, I have lived 38 years beyond the time I nearly ended my life. And I've had my share of ups and downs since coming so close to death, but life since then has been worth it. I nearly missed out on the years since, spent with my children, watching them grow up, getting married and having children of their own, and then spending time with those grandchildren. I've camped with them, rode motorcycles, traveled across this country, climbed mountains and repelled 400-foot cliffs and skydived, and I could have missed it all. They would have missed it all if I had taken my life as planned. Now, when in deep depression, it is hard to feel much in the way of having energy or being able to make the changes necessary to survive. This is where having someone come to your rescue is needed. Now, more on this in a moment. Now, listen, depression is common even among God's people, and it's common throughout the biblical record. Because all people have ups and downs emotionally, and the downtimes affect our mental state. Depression is a normal result of a loss of hope, of feeling overwhelmed. And about despair, according to the 
Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it means to lose all hope or confidence. It's an utter loss of hope and a feeling of complete hopelessness. Now, when despair sets in and you don't deal effectively with it, this normally leads to depression. And depression, if it's chronic and becomes serious enough, will lead to thoughts of suicide, known as suicide ideation. This is when you may start looking at suicide as the only way out. When it happened to me and I made the decision to end my life, I felt better believing the indescribable misery of this ongoing hopelessness would finally end. And if this is you and you're in this way of thinking, your life is in danger. The devotion focus, depression, when it's a loss of hope. Hope is an underrated necessity to live in well. An online source describes two aspects of hope. One passive, as in I hope I win the lottery, and the other active. Active hope is that our deliberate and enduring efforts will result in a positive outcome. Again, this is active, and this is what we want. Whereas passive hope is easily hijacked by circumstances beyond our control. Maintaining active hope depends largely on us, although ongoing negative circumstances can wreck our best efforts to keep hope alive. So if hope is a safeguard against depression, how do we protect this hope? And just as important, if we lose hope, how do we regain it? To protect our hope, it is crucial that the reasons, the foundations of our hope are on rock-solid ground. And this is where the Word of God is all important. I learned the hard way not to fool around with my commitment to Bible reading and study. And just as important is the application of Bible commands and principles. In the four Gospels alone, there is enough instruction from Jesus to keep us occupied for a lifetime. Jesus went through enough negative circumstances that, besides being the Son of God, as a man he weathered frustrations with stubborn, heartless disciples, a religious system bent on killing him, being used by the crowds, and the heart-wrenching betrayal of someone close to him, and then he finally had the crowd turn on him. And these were the very people he came to save, but they called out for his death in the end and chose a criminal over Jesus when the governor sought to release him. All this gives credence or credibility to Jesus' teachings and understanding the importance of obeying Jesus' commands and following his principles for living. Now, does this mean life will be easy for someone committing to obeying the word of God in every circumstance? Yeah, of course not. But the benefit is obedience to God leads to confident living. And it's of the peace that comes with being loved of God, knowing that we're loved of God. And this gives us every reason to have hope, the hope that comes with being accepted by God. And this is based on the life and death of his son. Now, when we lose hope and become overwhelmed by the demands of life and depression sets in, it is very difficult to regain that lost hope. During the time after I made the decision to die and look for the opportunity each and every day for several weeks, I no longer cared if things got better. I was convinced I was a burden to my family and that they would be better off without me. This was and is a satanic lie from the pit of hell. 
But at the time, I accepted that lie because I was trapped in living by the feelings that I suffered. I also had a deep self-hatred going on and didn't know my self-talk was so toxic. Feeling as worthless as I did, I thought it normal to say things against myself. And doing this contributed to that downward spiral into darkness. It would be years later before I learned the danger of such toxic thinking. And I hesitate to tell how I survived because survival is different for each one of us going through suicidal ideation, especially when we get to the verge of killing ourselves. I will say it took a change in the kind of work I was doing at the time because the job I had, I felt trapped by it because it was a good paying job, but I hated it. I didn't think it was okay, though, to take a lower paying job that I would enjoy. To do this felt like just another failure. But as I sat on my motorcycle one day after work, high on a hill I had pulled off onto, and I looked out over the countryside, I pondered making a change in careers and thought, how much of a failure is killing myself compared to changing jobs? And in that moment, a surge of hope like sparked through me just thinking about a new job, even though it meant a 27000 per year pay cut. I would go from making 42000 the year before to 15000 at the new job. This was a huge difference in 1985. But I decided then and there to postpone taking my life to see if changing jobs would make a difference. The fact that I'm still here speaks to the outcome. Now, if you're considering ending your life, it may take something different for you, something other than changing jobs. But for men, we get so much of our identity from our work and not only identity, but also a sense of worth. And this is why it helped me. But for you, this is where finding someone to talk to may help gain a healthy perspective of what you're going through. At the time, I didn't talk to anyone about what I was thinking, much less planning. And this was because of the stigma associated with suicide. And because I went through it alone, I nearly lost my life. Now, the job change was the beginning that God chose for me, and he will choose a way out if you will trust him and seek professional help. I can't emphasize how important that is, emphasize enough, that is. And it's like this. I trust God when I drive in traffic, but I still wear my seatbelt. The point is we have to do our part as difficult as it may be to resist killing ourselves and escape the satanic lie that we are only worthy of death. But also it is a lie that death is the only answer to our pain. So resist that lie. The hardest part normally is making that decision to change something and then making that first call or walking through the door to a treatment facility. But listen, it is the decision and the call and the door to freedom. Now, in summary, depression is a common affliction among all people, and it comes from living in this sin-infected world. Hope is the guard against it. Therefore, it is so important to protect the hope we have. Now, we protect our hope by living according to biblical commands and principles given to us by God for our benefit. Now, when we lose hope, going back to the scriptures and getting help through counseling is the way to regain that lost hope. It is not an easy task to get our hope back when we're depressed, but it is possible. And it starts with the decision to take whatever steps are necessary to become hopeful 
and by this, mentally strong once more. The work is worth doing because regardless of how you may feel right now, you are worth it. Now, the action to consider is to read and memorize what Jesus declared to you in John 15, 9. And here it is. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Next week's devotion, The Effects of Salvation. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.